Hello and welcome to the Practical Pisces podcast. I'm Chelsea Harder, your favorite psychic medium, your host and your guide through the world of spirituality and all things woo. Here I'm going to share my stories, what I've learned along my path and my experiences, as well as all the different things that come up when you're connecting with spirit. So I'm inviting you to bring your soul to the table and join me with spirit. Let's channel. Today I feel really in a special mood about completion and new beginnings. As I'm recording this, it's May 11th, and I am telling spirit every damn day, wherever you need me, guide me. Wherever I'm needed, guide me. Just make it clear, you know, the feeling of like, hey, I got no qualms. Whatever y'all want to do is fine with me. (laughs) You know, and I think last year I had so much specificness to ask from spirit. I had a list. I had this. I had that. And I think it's amazing to have a list. And I just think that my energy for this year is just fully trust with no expectations, except that it's going to be good. (laughs) And so I'm thinking about this message of completion. And we, we say we want this or we say we want that. Yet we have to realize that there are things in our life that are going to have to move out of the way for what we're calling in. You know, we hear release around this time and call in at this time. And I think we hear release and we don't necessarily think about it in such a tangible way. <clears throat> but I think about how much I've had to let go of to actually bring in the financial abundance that I want, the business approach that I want, all these different things that I'm having to literally get rid of something or shift my environment or shift my energy and literally let go of a tangible thing or relationship or this or that to actually call in completion so that I can have the new beginning I've been asking for. And I had a client this week talking about going through divorce and the feeling of failure. And I think we look at life so very much like we have one soulmate, one partner. And I think we're meant to have soulmates as friends And I also think about people who have had a partner pass away and then met another love of their life. I just think that we need to look at things a little more open without so much limitation surrounding us. And so I had said to her, what if, what if you didn't fail? And she was like, excuse me. And I was like, what if you didn't fail? And what if it was just complete? You learned everything you needed to learn from each other expanded as much as you could in each other's energy, did as much as you possibly could to feel all the love you wanted to feel with that person. And she just took a deep sigh and said, that brings me so much relief. And hearing that and hearing her just take that breath out, there's so much in life that, you know, we want to make something work. And if it doesn't, then we feel like we failed. And I don't, I'm not someone who truly believes in failure. I think everything is a lesson. I think that 
we learn as much as we can learn in that moment and we have to know when to move forward. There's so many things in my life that I could look at as a failure or I could look at something that needed to happen later on. Like here's a, here's a great example. When I went to college, I went to college for occupational therapy because I wanted to work with children with autism. And I was in school for that for three years. And the whole time I'm thinking, this is my calling. This is what I'm meant to do. I'm pouring money and time and effort into this education and (laughs) got to this point with it where life happened, man. I was in school and, you know, I had someone ask me for money because they were in a tough spot and I had given them the money I was going to use for my school books. And then I just said, okay, I'm going to take a semester off. Like all these things blocked me from going to school. And rather than just hammer my way through it, I just took that moment of surrender and just said, okay, I'm going to take a break. And Shortly after that, I had my spiritual awakening, had my first mediumship moment, and then from there, my whole life started to change and shift away from this thing I was so passionate about for three years, left high school with this motivation for this. And so I sit with that and I think, did I fail school? Did I fail college? No, I was complete with what I needed to learn there. And I will say, looking at my mediumship now, the education I learned is so helpful from the anatomy pieces, from the diseases, medical terminology, the physiology, all these different things that now it's part of my natural vocabulary in my mind that I can use when spirit's trying to describe a passing, an illness, things about their body. It's easier for me to understand and navigate. And yet, if I knew I was going to be a medium this whole time, would I have gone to school and learned all these things that ended up being beneficial later? Probably not. And with that, I want to talk about my spiritual awakening, why I'm here, why I'm a psychic medium. It's funny. I It feels so long ago, and I really look at it, and it's only five years ago now. But with how much I've grown since then, it feels like this distant memory. It all started with my first real, tangible, understood moment of spirit coming through me to talk to someone. And it's like someone snapped me awake one day. It all starts with my friend passing away. Five years ago, I had a friend named Carly. She was my sister's best friend, and my sister Sarah and I lived together. And we would all end up spending time together, go out to drink together, walk on the beach together. And on her birthday, she had planned a trip to go to Thailand. And on this trip, she was in a moped accident and passed away. And after we found out the next day, we got together with friends. And we're all sitting together talking about what happened, really in a state of big grief, and just trying to join together in community and honoring her. And it was a really hugely challenging time for my sister and I. And then as we're driving home from this dinner, all of a sudden it's Santa Barbara, California, and it begins to start bombing rain. 
and it never really rains there and never torrential downpour rain and we're driving down the highway and it's raining so much we're afraid we're going to get in an accident we're, we're having to slow down to a stop and we're both in this exhausted grief-ridden state trying to make it through this fight-or-flight response on the freeway and then we both look up and there's this hole in the clouds to this clear blue sky and two rainbows start to line the freeway and the rain stops and all of a sudden I had shivers all over my body and I just my mouth was just pouring out the words to my sister I'm here for you I'm there for you and I'm saying it to her, Carly is telling you, I'm here for you, I'm there for you, I'm here for you, I'm there for you. And she's like, I cannot right now. <laughs> and we end up making it home and I just have to, I'm sitting with it, I'm feeling it, I'm trying to understand it, you know. There's no mediums in my family, I have no friends that are psychics or mediums. I, All I knew about mediumship was the Long Island medium and I was like, the, that lady with that hair, but never really was something that was even a part of my world at all. And so, all I knew was I heard Carly and that's that was it at this point I'm starting to just understand it and weeks later I'm hanging out with my friend Liz she's an Aquarius and she is just such a fun person and we're just sitting together and she hands me a deck of cards and she's just says I feel like you'd be good at this and she had pulled cards for me before and it was something that was fun but I hadn't really dove into and then she hands me these cards and says read me and I start to pull cards for her and I'm like I'm reading her face and I'm like oh my gosh this is awful this is terrible and she looks at me and she's like Chelsea you're dead on and she's like maybe you should do this more often and so I went from dropping out of school with no money and just trying to make it to then experiencing this huge loss to then all of a sudden someone's putting cards in my hand and says, read me. But sometimes spirit just comes in and puts things in front of you when the time is right. Then I just started pulling cards for friends on the side, nothing crazy. My friend ended up buying me my first deck and just said, here you go. And then it was getting together with girlfriends and pulling cards and giggling over a glass of wine. And years going by after that of just trying to open this door without really being proud of it. Actually, I felt so much shame. I felt like I was hiding it because I was so worried about judgment to a point where I didn't really look at any of it for a year because of who my partner was. Like I just didn't think he would respect it or appreciate it. And so I just closed that side of myself off without actually ever asking if he would mind it. I just chose to be private. I chose to keep it so sacred because I was so worried about shame. And here we are now. <laughs> and then it, COVID happened. All of a sudden, not everything shut down and I was in the food industry as a waitress for 10 years working at different restaurants and trying to make ends meet in the funk zone in Santa Barbara. And all of a sudden my relationship ended. We just weren't on the same page anymore. There was so much pressure to just fill so much energetic space because there was nothing to do. And I think it really just put a magnifying glass on that relationship. And then it just wasn't something that made sense anymore. And so we ended up breaking up. And then shortly after, I couldn't afford living in the house 
that my sister and I lived in that I loved and I loved living with her and we had such a great life. And I had to walk away and move into my mom's amazing converted studio in her, what used to be a garage. I had to move in there and I had brought my dog with me. And then all of a sudden my dog is sick and not doing well. She had sundowner syndrome, which if you're not familiar, it's basically where they'd be fine during the day and then forget who you are and be a fearful and aggressive at night. And it was just all of a sudden it was like domino fall after domino fall after domino fall and just feeling like the walls were coming down around me. And I will just acknowledge, if any of you are familiar with numerology, I was in a year four, which is the year of basically what I call the crumbling. It knocks everything down to the foundation. And if the foundation is flawed, that goes with it. And basically, if you put out in the world what you want and what you have isn't going to work, oh boy, it's going to clear everything out of the way. But back to what I was saying. So I'm in this year four, not even aware that it's a year four. And <laughs> not even, I don't even know what numerology is. I'm, I'm feeling so lost and so in a state of grief. And I decide to get this reading. My friend Liz put me in front of Monica, owner of the Bodhi Tree, who just happened to be in town at just this perfect time. And she gave me a reading and just saw my struggle and just said, I think you have this opportunity to go out and make it and find love. And at this point, I had realized I had nothing left to lose. There was nothing for me to hold on to which how perfect if spirit wanted to shift me across the country, <laughs> they had to get rid of anything I would have clung on to because a bitch would. And so at that point, I just opened my mind to the idea. I just said, I've got nothing keeping me here. And at this point, except I had a sick dog and, and then I decided to put her down because she was really struggling and heartbreaking and looked at my life and said, it's time. I just have to move forward. And I ended up moving to Kentucky, taking a chance on just possibility, still waitressing, <coughs> still figuring things out, and moved into this tiny apartment by myself in January. And then meeting my partner in March, after I just moved across the country in January, with literally nothing, negative $1,700 to my bank, bank account, bleh, and meeting him and just falling madly in love with this man. And here we are. All, I started my spiritual work. I, I found this office it, called Healing Within. And, and there I met my mentor, Jessica Tanzel, who in the interview for the space, I sit down and yet still, I'm not calling myself medium. Uh, at this point, I'm just reading tarot, not even acknowledging that I'm talking to dead people regularly. Just, <laughs> just like I read tarot and like hear other people's voices in my head and different voices and I see things. And I walk into this office and I sit down and I start pulling cards for Jessica. I don't even remember what the reading said, if I'm being honest with you, but I just remember pulling cards for like 15 minutes and she's just like, wow, like you're dead on amazing.
And I told her I was also interested in massage therapy. I love a massage therapist, but I was, this was me just trying to solve something just to make it comfortable for everyone else because I didn't feel comfortable being a tarot reader. There was, I was so afraid of judgment. We're trying to heal that shit, y'all. We're not doing this, being hard on ourselves just for being spiritual anymore. I digress. <laughs> so Jessica looks at me and she goes, do you connect with spirit? And I was like, yeah. She's like, you know, like talking to loved ones on the other side. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've done that tons of times. And she's like, oh, cool, so you're a medium. And I was like, I don't know if I'd call me a medium. And she was like, well, that's the title for what you do. And I just kind of was sitting with it like, oh. And she's like, I, maybe you need to take my class. And I was like, that's probably a really good idea. And taking her class gave me this literal certificate to say, holy shit, I'm a medium. And actually gave me tools on how to do it because at that point I had no education on it. I had no, no skills. And what I will say to anyone listening who is just even curious, anybody can be a medium. And I always compare it to anybody can learn to play guitar. Anybody can pick one up and learn to play guitar. For some people, it's harder than others. You can play guitar and you don't necessarily need to take a class, but do classes help? Absolutely. I think about, do you need to be a medium as your job? It's the same message and the same analogy. You know, do you need to be a professional rock star? Or do you just want to play guitar because you love it? It's the difference of, do I need to make this a career or just my soul food? So I will just say that. Anybody can tap into this. And I had a lot of ease in my gift. And so at that point, I'd started offering mediumship readings and the rest is history. I hope that you hear that and know you can do anything and it's okay to grieve what once was while you're excited about what's coming in. And that's how I feel about this podcast. That's how I feel about shifting my work from in-person to virtual and starting to try and start online communities and looking at my work in a different way. I used to do events all the time. I would work Halloween parties, go to people's houses and do home readings. And so it's, my work is just shifting and I have to be okay with grieving what I used to do as much as I've enjoyed it and also let myself fully be excited to share my words and share my channel with a beautiful and growing audience of intuitive people who trust and believe in me. Coming back to completion and new beginnings, I'm also wanting to just elaborate more on how we allow ourselves to grieve. Like I said before, I mentioned how I have to allow myself to grieve and understand that it's just a door closing. I, I, I feel like for me, leaving being in a physical space, the biggest thing was spirit was guiding me to leave the physical space and be in a virtual space. And I kept looking for reasons to back it up, which I'm a Virgo rising. So that comes in and I'm like, okay, I need to build a case file and I need a hundred pages in here to back up the reason that is just, I don't know, I'm trusting spirit. I'll find a hundred more reasons just to make it all the more valid and waste so much important energy. 
And on the note of energy, when we are in life and we are at this crossroads of completion and new beginnings, it is a state that can be so low energy. And so I'm just acknowledging it's not your fault. You're exhausted. Your body is trying to process a death and a rebirth. And that is exhausting physically. I see so many people who are in this in between the two and there's just no fuel and I think a lot of us by the way have been feeling that all this last eclipse season so many of us have been zapped exhausted and it feels like I feel like honestly it's like spirit's been holding my head underwater and then just like pulling me up (gasps) for a gasp of air and being like you good okay back in that is how I've been feeling about all this transition but above all I'm excited But above all, I'm trusting. I'm full in this energy of free fall and I'm ready for my wings to catch their breeze and take flight. And I think so many of you are. That's our message from spirit right now. You're here and you're present and you're listening to this. Spirit is saying, please trust the free fall. Can you trust that we'll catch you? Can you trust that we're the breeze that's trying to take you where you've been asking to go? I want you to be impatient with what is no longer serving you. Be impatient with it. Stop being so patient waiting for the discomfort to end. But the universe and our guides work like vultures when we're in a death and rebirth state. Vultures don't kill things. They only live off its carcass, right? But when we look at death and rebirth, the vulture knows that life needs every bit of suffering that it has. Do we agree with that? That's up to you to feel. Everything has to come to a close that needs to. And yes, there's suffering in it. It's just part of it. We all know this and it sometimes we high vibe our way into thinking that we don't need to suffer for where we're going. And we can't just high vibe our way into that. I think that's, that's me trying to be the practical Pisces rather than just the dreamer. That's my feeling of we have to understand how painful letting things go need to be. After as many mediumship sessions I've had, I've seen so many people that have had so much grief and suffering in their life. But when they look at it or when others look at their life, they see the good parts. They see the joy. And I think many of us know, yes, life is good and bad, light and shadow. And we don't define it by the hard times. But the hard times give us such a highlight of so many things. Like when there's a struggle and you and your partner line up and support each other and help each other through it, it shows you the strength of your relationship. Or when someone's passing away, it reminds us to look at how much we love them, how much they mean to us, how amazing they were, and what a treat it was to have them in our lives. And so many times when I've done readings for people, this message of even if we gave you a reason for why you had to lose someone, it wouldn't be good enough. And there's never a good enough reason to lose somebody. But when the truth of it is, so that you could truly know how important they were. Yeah, that reason wouldn't be good enough in that moment of deep grief, 
But that's how spirit looks at things. That's why they tell us so much, it's not going to be that bad. It's not going to be that painful. And yet we feel it so strongly, but also our existence as human beings is to feel emotion strongly. That's why we're here. And we're meant to feel them all. What a treat it is to feel all the emotions. And how many of you have been crying and felt that it felt so good physically in your body? You're like, this the sadness is awful, but the crying is amazing. It literally is turning on serotonin in your brain. And so there is this, oh, it hurts so good feeling. But I, I think life is that. It hurts so good. <laughs> I know it's a terrible analogy, but I love it. And with that, I'm going to pull some cards for the collective energy of anyone who's listening. Hope you can hear that chuckle. <laughs> All right. What does the collective need most today? Oh, I love this. The first being purification, the second being wisdom, and the third being acceptance. And this is from the Sacred Forest Oracle. I do want to read them to you and channel after each one to really communicate the message. Purification. A soft layer of snow has shrouded the pines of the sacred forest. You can sense the formidable life force surging through each tree, even in the deepest winter. As you brush up against a branch, the snow is dislodged and softly falls to the forest floor. With simply the lightest touch of pine needles, you can feel your entire energy field being purified. The message says, let go of the old, discarded, and unused. Purify and cleanse, clutter clear your home, your body, and your life. Release whatever doesn't serve or support you. Take time for a total purification. You'll feel brighter and also be a clearer channel for the light. The time has come to lighten up, eat and live lightly. Before a shiny, vibrant new cycle can begin, it is essential to let go of the old. The brilliance that pours through you can then shine through your life and also help many people. But first, the path has to be made clear. I mean, if that's not exactly what I just brought up, come on, spirit, dead on, I love it. And for the second card, we have wisdom. The sun has set and you feel a remarkable transformation occurring. Your body shape shifts into an owl. You stretch out your huge wings and slightly, silently, soar to the top of the tallest pine tree and look over the moonlit forest. Your ability to see the smallest details, even in the darkness, is remarkable. Your sight expands and you see luminous light bodies of the spirit of the forest. They signal you with love and compassion. The spirit of the owl says, trust in your ability to see the deepest truth in situations and in people. Wisdom is growing within you in mysterious ways beyond your awareness. This is a good time to sign up for inspirational course, courses. Messages from spirit are all around you. Look for them and trust what you feel. The owl sits on the shoulder of Athena and Merlin, revealing sacred truths. In some native cultures, the owl is called the night eagle for its majesty of the eagle, but works silently in the darkness of the night. 
This card can also mean it's a time to embrace your dark side as well as your light. Through doing so, you will be in balance. This message to me is tr your truth is important. How you perceive your reality is important. This is the time to not let yourself be gaslit, to not let someone try to convince you that you don't understand reality itself or your reality with them. As we talk about letting go of what no longer serves you, we also have to talk about letting go of people that no longer serve you. And it doesn't always mean the other person's a bad person, but your realities are different. Your vibration is different. Your energy is different. You're not in the same healing spot to be able to truly be there for each other. So allow yourself to accept your own wisdom and your own truth to guide you through it. Now, the third is acceptance. Through the pine boughs, a thousand thousand stars shine brightly overhead. In the stillness of the night, you can hear the soft songs, each star with its own melody, all notes coming together as one glorious song. You feel your spirit rise as this canticle of the cosmos showers down on you. Embrace your inner majesty. Accept your life in all of its configurations. Every moment has profound value. Even if it doesn't seem like it, forgive yourself and others. Accept all that life has provided and harmony will ensue. Some people say that they can never accept the dark deeds that have been done on this planet. There is no need to do so. Some things are just wrong. However, in order to bring more light in the world, you must first accept yourself in all of your own darkness. What you deny in yourself runs your life. The more you accept yourself, the more fulfillment and life force energy you will have. I think about that too because there are parts of myself that I used to deem as dark or deem as something I didn't love about myself or something that wasn't lovable. Part of that was my spirituality, my mediumship. I thought that it was against God and wrong and that, that I was going to go to hell, but I, I just kept on with it because it didn't feel wrong to me. And that's when I chose to believe my own truth that I'm helping and I'm changing things and I'm making a difference. And so that piece of acceptance, if you can accept all the parts of you, are they actually truly that dark? Where does it even come from? Everybody's light and shadow is different. When I look at my own, some of my shadow are pieces that I've already forgiven and understand that they're just going to come up in my life and I have opportunities to heal some of them and others I just have to accept as it being an important part of me. So I invite you in this moment now to take a breath, take a sigh of relief in knowing that you have to have all of it, light and shadow, beginnings and endings, doors opening and doors closing. I hope you enjoy joining me on this new chapter of allowing spirit to flow through me in support of you and coming together in this community. And with that, I'm signing off. I'm Chelsea, and this is the Practical Pisces podcast, and I'll see you very soon. Are you ready to dig deeper and connect even more to spirit? 
then book a session with Chelsea at thepracticalpisces.com.